You think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands. But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like, usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can, you can huggle. Time travel stories and... At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took... I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hi, everybody. For, welcome to our first episode of the new year. Yay! <laughs> Gosh. Uh, anyway, uh, so first episode of the new year. Um, welcome to Three Fates Decide. I am one of your co-hosts, Liz, and I'm with my other two co-hosts, Mary and Sam. Hello. Hey. Okay, so as the saying goes, uh, new year, new start, new you. Um, I guess to go uh, with that theme of new year, new start, um, we're going to touch upon uh, a topic that quite a few uh, lifestyle websites and magazines, what have you, will talk about, which is skincare. This is not... A uh, topic that is just women only. I mean, literally everybody in the world, men and women, have skin. So, yes. All of you guys that may be listening to this episode right now, this is some information that we will be talking about that you will want to know as well. Because, hey, you guys have faces, you have skin. You know, this information applies to you as well. I guess before we start, just a disclaimer. None of us are skincare experts, none of us are dermatologists or estheticians even, so anything we talk about is based on uh, some research we did and also based on our own personal experiences. So Trial and error. Trial and error. So uh, take a grain of salt with anything we say on this episode. I guess... A good starting point on this topic is, is like, what are our own skin types and what are our own skin issues that we deal with? Because what we personally experience in terms of stuff we used and like, you know, completely depends on what our own skin issues are. So, um, you guys want to go first or? Well, I mean, I could go first because mine's, because I'm pretty sure I don't really know what mine is. I I think it's more like a combination skin, but it but more on the dry side. But I do have like the oily T zone area. Yep, your combo, which is, which is which is typical of a lot of, a lot. I shouldn't say of all women, but a lot of women and men have that oily T zone. But I mean, dry as dry dry as the Sahara Desert. The rest of my face. Especially in the winter time, it's it's awful. Um, oh, yes, but I'm also the I'm also the woman that is literally the laziest woman when it comes to her skincare because I have no skincare routine. I I, I may throw some some random face cream that I've gotten as a um, sample 
on my face every once in a while. But other than the only thing I do religiously every that I do and I do it every single night is I put lip balm on because I cannot stand to have chapped lips. Yep, yep, yep. Everything else I just don't care. <laughs> I'm lazy. Right. I'm lazy when it comes to that. But mm-hmm. I'm also prone to blackheads and breakouts too. So Right. What about you, Sam? So for my face, um, I have very dry skin. I have started to develop adult acne, which is kind of annoying. Um and I don't know if it's an allergic reaction to something, but yeah, it's very annoying. It, I'm having breakouts all over my my forehead mostly. Um, and then for the rest of my body, I have what's called keratosis polaris, which is also known as quote unquote chicken skin, which is basically my body or my skin produces. much keratin and it blocks the hair follicles it causes red bumps on my extremities i have it on my arms and my legs only which is apparently very lucky because people have it on their face and things like that i also have um oh what's it called hold on uh michael jackson had vitiligo vitiligo thank you I have vitiligo, which isn't really like a skin like condition. It's just the pigmentation on my skin. But yeah, I have that on my right side of my body uh, in certain spots too. So that's the fun thing. But for the, the chicken skin, the keratosis polaris, I actually, for Christmas, uh, my sister found an article on someone who like deals with it and she kind of uh, gave recommendations for all the things that she uses. <laughs> One of the things I currently use, actually, um, Liz, that you gave me, it's it's KP, um, like cream, and uh, she uses that. But a bunch of other stuff too that I actually just asked for Christmas. And if I don't get it, then I'm gonna buy it myself because it's what's annoying about it is that they say by the time you're around thirty, it should kind of clear up. There's no quote unquote cure for it, like. Right. Really the only thing you can do is like contain it. Um, it happens when you're like a teenager, and usually by the time you're 30, it kind of like calms down. And no, I'm 34 and I still have red, bumpy skin. And uh, you know, I use the the um stuff, I have to look up the name of it, I can't remember, but um, and it did help my or like my arms um like my bicep area is definitely a lot smoother now but yeah pretty much even though like I use it like if I were to stop my red bumps would come back again so <laughs> just like yeah yeah that's my life but yeah my face I don't have a very good uh skincare regimen I am getting myself into it now uh, where I just got some stuff for like sensitive skin since I don't know what's causing my my face to break out. But I definitely know that I'm very, very dry. I know right. I have to moisturize more. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't found a good moisturizer that I like either. Yeah. So, yeah. It's my story. Yep. Yeah, finding a moisturizer that is moisturizing enough without being smotheringly heavy on your skin and causing the breakouts to be worse. That 
that that's a such a hard balance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So for me, um, I'm definitely pretty sim. Well, I'm somewhat similar to Mary in that I am a combo skin. I definitely am a combo skin. I've got the oily T zone, and I have the super dry everywhere else on my face, especially particularly the cheeks. Yep. Um, and also, I keep forgetting the name of it. I think it is seborrheic de dermatitis, but um, I definitely have a. I, I definitely got a uh, diagnosed with a form of dermatitis on my face. Actually, it was really annoying. Um. For the longest time, I never saw a derm uh, dermatologist. It wasn't until I was, like, in college that I started getting, like, red rashes around my eye area. So um, I started seeing a dermatologist. Um, it was actually a doctor who saw my dad first. And my dad was like, oh, you know, why don't you come see my doctor and we'll see what he has to say. And that's when he diagnosed me with what the issue was. So he for so for the longest time while I was with him, um, he would prescribe me actually a topical steroid to treat it. And it actually did a really good job treating it. Like once I started applying it over the rashes, like within a couple of days, the redness would like pretty much completely disappear. Um, unfortunately, he closed up shop, um, a few years ago to focus on purely teaching because, I mean, the doctor was, like, in his 70s, so he stopped seeing patients a while back, and I haven't seen a another dermatologist since, but I have gotten some unofficial dermatological advice from a cousin of mine who is actually a dermatologist, but I've never actually formally seen her as a patient. But um, I have started getting the dermatitis again, and um, she did give me some advice on how to treat it, which I will get to a little later in the episode. But um, yeah, so that's my main issue. Um, I, I do occasionally get pimples, but they're usually only a couple, and they're generally related to uh, my menstrual cycle, which is a very common thing for a lot of women. So I just spot treat those when I happen to get them. But fortunately, they're not that common. So, you know. And, yeah, and I, no, well I notice, yeah. sorry, I notice I get a lot drier right before my period starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, both my previous dermatologist and also my gynecologist did mention that, um, for a lot of menstruating women, it is fairly common that around the time you're about to have your period or even during your period because of the changes in your hormones, it could trigger a reaction where you, you get pimples. Um, and if you're really lucky, you may only get a couple and it'll, you, you just do what you have to to get rid of them and they'll go away. My gynecologist especially said certain birth control pills um, do have the... I guess you could call it a side effect, but it, it does also help with the uh, pimple situation. So that's basically my skincare issues. So I guess we briefly, a little bit while we were describing our skincare, our skin issues, like, and our skin types, like what we've been using or been, uh, Mary's case, not really using much. I guess, I guess like, uh, the next thing we could talk about is, well, okay, 
skin types. Like, what is that even? Basically, skin types can be divided up into, I guess, like four categories, although the fourth category could be more like an overlap, really. But um, you have people who are dry skin, people who are oily skin, people who are combination skin, and people who have sensitive skin. And sensitive skin does not mean that you are only sensitive skin and you have no other problems. You, it is perfectly possible for you to be dry skin and have sensitivity or oily and sensitive, etc. Yeah, so with skincare, basically, you know, recent trends have been like, oh, we are going to do the 10-step Korean skincare thing, but to be honest, that's not really necessary. I mean, that is totally not necessary. And quite a few people, including actual Korean people, will tell you 10 steps is completely not necessary. So relax, people who are just like Mary, where you just don't have time to deal with all that. Don't worry. You do not have to do 10 steps. You should, however, do at least three or four. And there's a reason for that. Um... <laughs> And I will explain no. why. <laughs> yeah, Mary. <laughs> Y'all got jokes. <laughs> but, um... Oh, shit. No, I know. I, I should, but I just... No I, no, I know. And I'm only saying that because, you know, you are a pretty good example of what a lot of people out there have said is that I don't have time uh, because I'm too busy or I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know anything. So I can't, I can't, I, I, I just don't know where to, where to start. So yeah. So like I was saying, uh, skincare, really, you technically only need like four steps at most. So the four steps are, uh, cleansing, uh, treatments for any particular skin issues you may personally have. And then the final step is moisturizing. The fourth step would be something you do during the day, which is putting on SPF, which literally anybody who knows anything about skincare will tell you you need to put on SPF. That is not, not a question. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So with cleansers, okay, how do you pick a cleanser? Well, the, the trick is, is that most cleansers are perfectly fine. Uh, you don't have to spend $50 on a fancy schmancy cleanser. Even like basic, relatively cheap drugstore ones will do the job. The only thing you have to be aware of is, is the cleanser you're using too drying on your skin? Because obviously if you have dry skin, you will want to use a cleanser that is going to be a little bit more comfortable on your skin. Now, even though you technically shouldn't be having a cleanser on your face more than longer than 60 seconds at most, you know, you still want to feel comfortable and you don't want to feel like, oh my God, I sucked out every last bit of moisture out of my skin along with the dirt when I washed off this cleanser. <laughs> that is not what you want to happen. So um, for people who are more like, say, Sam, who has said she has dry skin, you're probably going to want to use something that's more of a cream uh, cleanser. 
because those will have more hydrating ingredients that will at least make your skin feel comfortable when you wash off the dirt and whatever else is on your face every day. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. have you tried that or did you nope. just like... That's just a suggestion. I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, I use... Um, I use something. I have something in my bathroom <laughs> that I use. My sister buys it. I yeah. share it with her. That's the extent of it. It washes right. the makeup off. That's <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, like, it doesn't have to be a super expensive, fancy one or anything. I mean, literally any cleanser, you know, that says it is a cleanser should do the job. It's just a matter of, like, when you use it, is it too drying or not? If the one you're using is too drying, then that means that you probably do, you probably should consider switching to something that, like I was saying, is a more creamy uh, texture. Like, those would be more comfortable. Yeah. Um, Give it a whirl. Yeah. Um... From what I remember, like, especially if you want to do something budget-friendly, because, like I said, you really do not have to spend a lot of money on a cleanser. Um, I think Cetaphil and CeraVe have, like, creamier textured cleansers that are, like, you know, not that expensive. So if you want to give those a try, those should work for you. Probably. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll try it and let everyone know. Yep. Yep. I mean, hey, you know, the, it's drugstore prices. So, you know, it's a lot cheaper than going to Sephora and buying, like, you know, a $40 cleanser that may or may not work for you. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm using. I, I do actually have a cleanser, but I'm horrible about washing my face every, every night. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time I don't. I'm just usually, I'm usually so tired that I literally just fall into bed. I'm just like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Now, no, if no, I no. actually do make the effort and put makeup on that day, I will wash it off. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, no. Yeah. I'm just like, no. Yeah. I mean, the other thing also I should mention is that, well, for some of us, because we wear masks, it's like, it's too much of an effort to put on like face makeup. I mean, you may put an effort to do eye makeup because, you know, masks are not covering your eyes. But, you know, for like foundation and stuff like that, maybe you don't even bother doing it. But if you are somebody who does wear makeup, especially face makeup, that is when you have to do the double cleanse because that is the best way to really get rid of uh, all the makeup off your face. And hopefully prevent some of the breakouts that you will get when you have uh, all this layer of stuff on your face that could block up your pores and create pimples. <laughs> Again, like, like originally a lot of like these oil cleansers, which is like technically the first step in the double cleanse thing, which is what really will help get rid of the makeup off your face. Um... Because most makeup uh, products, especially foundations and stuff like that, they're, they tend to be oil-based. So, you know, oil does not work very well with water. So if you're just splashing your face with water, it is not going to get rid of that foundation. Especially if you somehow got your hands on, you know, things like Estee Lauder Double Wear foundation that's like full coverage and supposed to stay on like 18 hours. Yeah. 
splashing water is not going to do it. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I no. I use what I do when I have makeup on and I actually need to go buy some more, some, some more of my makeup. Wipes. I have, uh, makeup wipes that I use to get off the, the big, like, mm -hmm. and then I'll go in and actually wash my face off and get the rest of it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like that's the extent of my, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, a lot of people, like, I will admit, the f wipes are very, very convenient. Um, the only issue with them, aside from, you know, garbage uh, in the garbage can, um, is that I know from my own experience using them in the past is that um, I personally found them kind of drying um, a lot of times, actually, after I use them. And it's probably because of ingredients in the formula that they you know that does the actual removing was like too dry on my skin like i don't know if it include alcohol or something in there but like it was not comfortable and then i re and then i found out there was this double cleanse thing and i was like oh now this makes more sense so um it used to be that a lot of these oil cleansers were like pricier because like only people that are bothering this much about skincare were like interested in doing that but actually i found out that now in the drugstore you are starting to see uh oil cleansers that are again pretty budget friendly so if you were to get like a bottle of you know oil actually some people will also use stuff like um coconut oil um, if you happen to have some of that at home, in a pinch, you could use that. Although, if you do use that, you want to make sure you really wash, like, you really cleanse off oil residue from the coconut oil off your face. Because um, the stuff in your kitchen that you use for cooking, that kind of coconut oil, it is not processed to be uh, cosmetic grade you know, uh, consistency. So those could, so that type of coconut oil could potentially block your pores if you don't really make sure you cleaned it off. But, um, yeah, those, but those will work too in a pinch. Uh, same thing, same thing with olive oil as well, but not many people would spend, <laughs> do that with olive oil. <laughs> unless no, you're J-Lo. for olive oil. <laughs> not unless you're J-Lo, apparently. Mm. <laughs> I guess, I, the, yeah, I think that about covers it for cleansers. It is very important. Just wash your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the next step is treatments. Now, obviously, if you are one of those extremely lucky people that does not have any skin issues other than, my face is kind of dry, I need, I need to slap on moisturizer. Well, you are lucky. You are so lucky. I wish I was you. I think we all wish we were you, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of tuned out for a second. I'm sorry, y'all. No, it's okay. <laughs> sorry. Um, I was just saying, like, you know, uh, the next step is, like, treatments for people with, you know, particular issues uh, with their skin. And it's like there is a small minority of people that say, I have no problems with my skin. And I'm like, I wish I was you because that is not me. <laughs> I don't Other know. Liars. No. 
I we love we we love our queens that don't have any skin issues. I love you people, but screw you. You you, <laughs> you need to feel our pain. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, my poor child. Yeah. Oh my god. Because yeah. as you, I it's it, it's relevant because as you know, babies get baby acne mm. because of the mother's hormones. Leaving when they after they're born they get they get baby acne. My daughter had it so bad, and that is just an indication of how her teenage acne will be. And I want to apologize to my daughter right now, even though she's asleep and she can't hear this. I am so sorry, honey. Yeah, I am so sorry because you're going to be called Pizza Face. Yeah, my older niece knows that pain as well. She's had a uh, pretty bad acne on her forehead. Uh, in her teenage years. What's mm. annoying is I actually had really good skin when I was a teenager. Now I'm an adult and I'm breaking out. I'm like, what the hell? I'm backwards. Yeah, I know. It's annoying, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crap. yeah. With acne, acne is very tricky uh, to deal with because that's a situation where you basically have two options. Your most convenient option is to go to the drugstore and buy stuff to try to get rid of this, the you know, these these horrible things on your face. Or you can go see a dermatologist um, and see what's going on. Because actually I found out that there are many different reasons and causes why uh, people get acne, um, especially as adults. So, um do need to go see a dermatologist so. yeah 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 i know like you were saying earlier like you you do have like a bunch of different issues so in your case sam you definitely want to uh <laughs> see a dermatologist. Big issue <laughs> uh yeah hey hey i haven't hey i have said earlier i used to see one as well um i've just been pretty lazy about finding a new person to visit um but hey Dermatologist is great. I mean, they really, really can help you a lot uh, with whatever skin problem you're having. Um, but yeah, I found out like there's different causes of acne. So based off of what they believe is causing your acne, that's where your, uh, you know, your treatment for that is going to work out. Because in some cases, you may have to do like what I was saying before earlier about how um some types of birth control pills will have uh ingredients in them that does affect um acne if that is what is causing your acne which is hormone related um but if you're getting like say blackheads where it probably is because you have um you know too much like dirt and gunk um in the pores that have not been cleaned out properly. Um, there are some over-the-counter topical things at the drugstore you can easily get that should help clear those out. Um, like um, a really good one is like basically any kind of cleansers that have salicylic acid in them um, as an ingredient. Those are really good. Um, they they're they're also like that particular ingredient is really good for acne because um, it. It, it it it's it's gentler on the skin so even with pe even people with like sensitive skin actually that works pretty well for them as a treatment 
Um, it will gradually, it, it will clean out, help clean out your pores, but also gradually uh, and gently like do, I think, some light exfoliating of the skin. So what's good about that is that that helps reduce uh, dead skin cells from clogging up the pores, which is another reason why you could get acne and blackheads and stuff like that, because things like dead skin, excess oil, that sort of thing gets clogged up in there and it oxidizes and that's what makes it dark. So, yeah. Um, and, and also salicylic acid is like such a common ingredient that people have been using for decades for acne it's pretty reliable well tested well documented so there's nothing weird about that ingredient you can totally use that i know another popular one well popular might not be the right word but it's a very common one is also hydrogen peroxide is another common ingredient in uh acne treatments that one is very good as well especially um attacking the actual pimple, like you got the bump on your face. The only negative side to that, though, is that it can be very drying. Um, I know this from personal experience of using it. Um, I don't know about you guys if you've used that stuff um, in any acne uh, treatments, but um, they have definitely been drying and if you use it a little too much or you use like a higher concentration um, than you ideally should, uh, it would definitely cause a lot of redness and irritation that just, you know, causes you more problems. So, um, you know, it, it's perfectly fine to use that as well, but you just got to be careful how much you're, you know, the concentration and how much you're using because you don't want to overuse that. Um, I do know I don't, that's one reason why I don't use acne uh, products bec is because of the salicylic acid. It's just, it's too, too drying on my uh, skin. Mm. And if I mm. use it, 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 it makes my skin, I mean, I just like peel. Yeah. Um, horrible. Yeah, I know. Well, I, although I think, although, I mean, from my understanding, salicylic acid is more gentle hydrogen peroxide that stuff is really strong i do know that just from my own experience i mean i guess for you i mean just from my own again just from my own experience and also some experiences from like other people i know i think that neutrogena wash that does have the salicylic acid that would be okay for you to use because the cleanser is not going to be on your face for more than 60 seconds anyway at tops you know so that would be a good way to like try to wash your face and also you know reduce and prevent future pimples and also clean out block pores that you already have probably and then just make sure you moisturize afterwards and you know then that should be okay but as to what would actively make the pimples you already have go away i mean i know another option some people use is actually tea tree oil but depending on like where you go shopping at, I don't know how easy it is for you to get that stuff. Like I like I know um, I tried using tea tree oil that was like from the body shop where they actually where they do advertise that as um, like a fifteen percent concentration that will um, that you can like gently use on your pimple and it'll dry it up. I did find it actually does help, but you know, again, it, it kind of depends on like how easy access you may have to that stuff wherever you go shopping. 
Yeah, I don't use any like any acne acne, Jesus Christ. Acne. <laughs> uh, uh stuff just because I mean already my face is dry and I feel like everything any you know, I mean unless it's like doctor ordered, mm-hmm. all of that stuff is like just makes my face even drier than uh possible and then it's all uncomfortable and I feel like I could never get it regulated back to being normal and just not worth it. Yeah, I know. I I one hundred percent know the struggle. I mean, it's real. Yeah, I mean, I like I was saying earlier. I I do get um not like a ton of pimples, but I do get pimples like when I'm having my period or close to it. I mean, actually, I can I can feel a bump on my chin right now. Um, yeah, I I just find like um if you do try to put any kind of topical stuff on, the key thing is to be careful on how much you're applying and where you're applying it. Like I, just to be on the safe side, I like to either use a Q-tip to apply it so that I specifically just do it on the pimple and not anywhere else. Um, Actually, for me, my pimples, I don't know about, well, I mean, Mary, you didn't say you had whiteheads, but for me, I do get whiteheads actually more often than blackheads. So I've actually discovered um, those pimple patches work really well if you would get whiteheads. Because, um, like, they physically act as a seal uh, over the pimple when you put it on. So, number one, it'll prevent you from scratching and trying to pick at it. Um, and also, um, it does a pretty good job with, like, drawing out you know, the pus or whatever that's in the whitehead, um, especially once you're ready to take it off. Um, that that definitely helps clear it out pretty f- quickly um, in those cases. Yeah, I have whiteheads and blackheads and pimples. It just depends on where... just depends on what part of my face or body, because I have, I have body acne. Oh, God, yes! Like, literally, this morning, I woke up, and there was a huge zit pimple on my shoulder, right where my bra strap sits. Mm. That was pain. That was fun, because I didn't realize it was there when, I- and I went, I put my bra on, and I, my- I was like, why does it hurt? Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, the... There, there is that clean. I think it's Clean and Clear by Neutrogena. Mm-hmm. They have a body wash that has the salicylic acid that will help with that. Um, also, um, another thing that I found also helped, aside from using that to as as the, as my body wash um, when I had a lot of body acne, I don't get it as much anymore, which is great to me was also making sure that I do apply lotion um, after, like, my showers and baths and what have you. Because I find that um, actually making sure my skin was nicely moisturized actually helped reduce my acne, um, especially the body acne. Because I noticed that when I did a combination of the clean and clear body wash and then making sure I have, like, a nice moisturizer really make sure uh i get moisture back in my skin i definitely noticed that i got less bo- uh, body acne over time and 
I mean, it, it's a combination of my me getting older as well, but I've noticed that as I did a better job with my face, uh, I started getting less acne on my face as well. Yeah, it's a combination of all those things. I guess the only other treatment thing I would, I, I personally mentioned was that I have that dermatitis and I have, uh, and I had to use like a topical steroid to get rid of the rashes. So like I was mentioning earlier, I, I'm, I started getting the dermatitis again. So I talked to my cousin. She, um, she explained to me that, that that was what my doctor prescribed to me before. It was that it's basically a topical steroid. And she explained how it was actually one of the lower grade steroids. So it was okay for me to use that uh, a little bit more frequently. But she warned me that there are other types of steroids that are way stronger. And, because, and especially because of where the rashes are, which is like around my eye area, any topical steroids I put on there, ha I have to be careful about how much I'm putting on and how often I'm doing it because otherwise, you know, it's just going to create uh, eye pressure issues along with the, thin uh, the skin thinning effect that steroids will do to you. So she basically told me that if I'm actually getting the rashes and it's itchy and everything and it's getting red, that is okay for me to use the steroid. But then as soon as like it clears up, I have to immediately stop using it and do not use it again until I get another rash. And then she actually said in the meantime, what I should actually be doing is um, she recommended that I use petroleum jelly over that area as a, as my moisturizer. And actually I found that her advice really worked because number one, um, it definitely helped keep that area from getting dry and flaky, which was a, which is of course another symptom of dermatitis. Um, but also the fact that it's petroleum jelly, it, it's not irritating if I accidentally get a little bit in my eye which once in a while happens because you know the affected area is like around my eye so you know every once in a while like I may get a tiny bit um in my eye but at least it's not burning <laughs> to me anyway so so it's safe enough for me to use um but uh treatments are basically like uh um things like serums as well so it's like if you want this is this is that step where like oh I want to you know, use stuff that is like anti-aging, prevent, you know, aging prevention, wrinkle prevention, blah, 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 all that stuff. That is your treatment stage. So you, you, you apply whatever you feel like you need to apply to address whatever skin issue you have. So serum um, it up. Yep. Yep. And, um, actually also, um, it's, it's a good, like, um, especially, um, Sam, since you were saying you have dry skin, um, Aside from moisturizer, which is like roughly the last step, um, if you feel like your moisturizer is not giving your, is not like addressing the dryness well enough, um, aside from changing your moisturizer, um, another thing you may cons want to consider is like getting like a serum that has um, extra ingredients in there that does the moisturizing and hydrating things like hyaluronic acid is a classic one 
um, niacinamides are another one. So another ingredient to consider. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I'm just kind of starting to get into more skincare stuff. I mean, I've always tried to get rid of like the the chicken skin stuff, but I've never focused that much on my face except for like you know washing it. Right. Um. But yeah, so I am looking, you know, in terms of like a good, a better cleanser, an exfoliator, a serum, a moisturizer. I just want to find everything so that you know I can, yeah. you know, get a handle on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like this is just like a personal opinion. Um, but it's like if you were like just starting out. I would say a good place to start is, like, um, just because if you're, like, in the experimental stage, like, aside from getting samples at, like, Sephora, as an example, um, definitely look into, like, drugstore price-ranged skincare products because those will be affordable and also a really good starting point because you're going to quickly figure out, like, you know, something like this product worked really good for me so i should stick with that um and also if it turns out there's a product that like did not work for you then well you know you only spent a few dollars on this thing you didn't spend like 50 dollars on a cleanser that like totally gave you a reaction and it burned your face or something i mean you don't want that so um yeah i i'm trying to think of like what's you know aside from the CeraVe and cetaphils and stuff like that um Actually, you know, Elf Cosmetics, um, some other skincare stuff, I've heard those are pretty good, uh, especially for a drugstore, you know, priced product, you know, product range. And they have a lot of hydrating, you know, products. So it may be a good place for you to look at as well, just to, for the purposes of experimentation to see like what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, like I know some of their skincare products, they have like more liquidy stuff, which is actually really good for people with dry skin because, um, well, liquid, like liquidy formulated products, they will naturally sink into the skin a lot easier than a heavy cream will. Um, like literally, it'll, you know, your skin is going to, like, if your skin is really dry, it's going to suck it up. Um, so, uh, I personally noticed this as well because, like, my combo skin, I have the dry part, um, for the dry areas that, that definitely helped me a lot. Also, sometimes gel textured products may work really well for hydrating because, again, that type of texture will, uh, rub in and sink in to the skin pretty well. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's just a thought. I know, like, I go to Ulta a lot, and they have, obviously, like, they have, like, the big brands and stuff, mm -hmm. but they also have, like, a huge section of, like, drug drug uh, store brand stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I will tell you, if you guys have dry lips, dry trapped lips, I found the, literally, it's the best lip balm ever. Ooh, which one is it? It is, and I got it at Ulta. It's called Juvia's Place. Huh. Um, 
I'll, I'll look it up here in a little bit and post a link to it for you. And I got the mango scent, or it's like a mango flavor. Uh-huh. It, I, I'm telling you, because I fight with chap lips all winter. Mm-hmm. All winter. That's like my one thing. I absolutely hate dry, chapped, cracked lips. I hate it. And I started using this because my lips had gotten chapped because I was, I was, my allergies and feeling sick and everything. And they got chapped real quick. One night, I put it on, I, I put it on before I went to bed. The very next day, my lips were no longer chapped. Wow. No, I mean, seriously, wow. I mean, like, I, I know. I'm- that's what I said too. I was like, "What?" I know. I mean, I'm I my lips are always chapped. Um, I don't know what's the deal with that, but they're always chapped. So I'm always I'm really on the lookout for like anything that's supposed to be really good, um, for that sort of problem. Um, like I I also put mine on at night when I go to bed. So yeah, I'm always up for like good recommends for chap lips. Yes, let me see if I can find it. Uh, here it is. It's the um, Nubian Glow is the one that I use. They have um, it in multiple. I'm. I'll find it here. This is. I got mine at at Alta. It was like on sale, but they sell it in a lot of different stores. So, right. And it's. I mean, full price is like twelve dollars for a tube of it. But obviously, you don't use that much of it at a time, so right. But I would be curious. Like what, yeah, I would be curious like what ingredients are in it. I'm telling you, ladies, this is amazing stuff. <laughs> Man, yeah that that reminds me. Of, that totally reminds me of the time that like I discovered like how amazing shea butter is, and I'm like, oh my God. how did I how did I not know that this thing does amazing wonders for my skin oh my gosh i like you know just from like i mean i know like you you kind of brought this up a little bit earlier sam about like your body and also a little bit as well with you mary um Mm -hmm. i you like i love using like whether it's a body butter or a body lotion but i love it when it has shea butter as one of the main ingredients in it because i just found just from my own personal experience that it does an amazing job moisturizing the rest of my body. Um, I don't use shea butter products as much on my face, um, just because like I, I, I get a little concerned that it may be a little too much for the face. But I don't know. Maybe there's a formulation out there that 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 actually does okay on the face. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's a very good ingredient if you're somebody who has dry skin as well on the body. As a whole, I guess the last thing I'll, I'll I'll say before we move on from treatments is that um, in relation to the acne issue, there are other ingredients that can help with acne, but I can't really talk too much about them because unfortunately, a lot of products that have those ingredients tend to be prescription grade uh, products, and you need to see a dermatologist to get dermatologist to get them. So yeah, I can't really talk too much about those. Uh, you would ha- really have to see a doctor and see if they feel like uh, things like tretin- uh, tretinoin or retin-A would work better for you to deal with your problem, depending on the severity and 
what could be the cause of your acne. Yeah, I guess if we have nothing else in treatments to talk about, then I guess we'll move on to uh, moisturizers, which we sort of got into a little bit because of the lip balm. <laughs> right, so there's like basically two, two, two things. There are different types of formulations for moisturizer. Um, because mo basically moisturizer acts as the barrier, uh, almost like a blanket, if you will, on your skin. And what it does is it basically traps moisture in your skin and reduces the uh, epidermal water loss that sometimes happens where literally water will leave your skin um, because of things like, you know, differences in humidity, you know, the environment, stuff like that. Yeah, what skin type you have, it does factor into what type of moisturizer is better for you. So, you know, for people who happen to be like what Sam was saying before, where, you know, you were saying you have dry skin, a lot of times some of the heavier creams may actually be better for you because that will really lock in the moisture into your skin and keep it there. Uh, and they may sometimes include ingredients that will add some moisture back in there as well. I mean, again, depends on the formulas uh, of the product you're using. But from what I've seen, yeah, for dry skin, they generally recommend creams, heavier creams. Um, also, I've noticed that a lot of dry skin formula moisturizers will have uh, vitamin E as an ingredient, and vitamin E is really great for that as well, you know, for moisture rising and, you know, dry skin. Um, like I used to use the vitamin E line at the body shop. That was that used to be my go-to product actually. Like like um the moisturizers in that in that vitamin E line. That used to be my wintertime go-to actually. That was how good that stuff was for my, for me. So so yeah, the the you know any so if you see there's a vi that vitamin E is an ingredient in, in a moisturizer, that's a pretty good one. CeraVe has niacinamide as a ingredient and that's also very good for dryness and and whatnot niacinamide is a derivative form of vitamin b3 and vitamin b3 is also very good for your skin so especially to especially if you have like uh irritated skin um uh the CeraVe stuff has um no perfumes or dyes or anything so people who have dry and sensitive skin can totally use that Again, from my own experience, I've had situations where my skin got very red and irritated. And while there was an initial sting when I put stuff on just because it was irritated, like literally anything will make it sting. Even like water will make it sting. Um, but after that initial sting kind of went away, you know, it did a pretty good job gradually helping my skin repair uh, the irritation I was experiencing. And it worked great to keep me moisturized while that was happening. I would also say for combo skin, I found that like, um, except for the wintertime, because in New York we have very cold winters that are very dry, low humidity. That's when I do use dry skin formula stuff. But in general, for a combo skin, gel textured moisturizers work better. Like it's the right balance of ingredients where like it'll sink into the skin to give you relief for any dryness but at the same time it won't be too heavy for you on the oilier parts of the face um so it's it's a good balance and it has it'll sink in pretty well 
without having to rub too much. And I think for oily skin, like they generally recommend like more liquidy formulas just because you do need moisture, even though your skin may look greasy. It, it's kind of like a vicious cycle with oily skin where your skin is saying that I'm not uh, getting enough moisture. I, I, you know, I, my, you know, the skin is too dry. I need to make more oil to compensate for that. And then your face turns into oil slick. And then you, and then you try to like use drying stuff to get rid of the oil. And then your skin is saying, no, it's not, it, we're too dry. And then it makes more oil. And you know, it's like a, it's like a hamster wheel. So that's why like, even though, even if you, if, even though you have oily skin, you do need to, mo you, you do need to put moisturizer of some type on because if anything, adding the moisturizer on the face will help your skin kind of dial back on the oil production a little bit. Yeah, I think that's all I have. Uh, anything you guys want to add? The two of us who don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> yeah, just what I was thinking. It's like, you're, you're, you're asking us? Um, no. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I mean, like, you know, what, like, what kind of stuff have you been using? Interested in trying? Um, I mean, in the past, like I've used like a vino, mm -hmm. um, and that's just for my like face, but like even for like my hands, like I have very dry hands. Right. I just have dry skin. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, but a vino, I feel like didn't really help. And I know, I think you and I have talked about this before, like there's like a high alcohol content or something in there, oh, which God. could be causing yeah. you know my skin to become even drier so yeah i need to yeah. pay uh extra attention and then my mom had gotten me this avon like gel stuff which actually helped a lot at night for my my face right but uh yeah so um again as i yeah. mentioned in the market so I will right. be trying all different ones. Yeah. Yeah. I want it again, not just for my face, but I need to, I need it for my whole body. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for the body, like if you do feel a lot of dryness, like definitely look into, I mean, it does involve like, you know, actually reading the label and looking at the ingredients really carefully, but um, anything where like the first few ingredients you see on the list like this is an interesting thing i discovered actually is that when you look at ingredient lists on like any kind of you know cosmetic products like you know skincare body care whatever the first like the the way they list the ingredients is actually in the order of what is uh the most of uh ingredients in the formula of the product so it's like if, you know, it says water is the first ingredient, then well, now you know a good portion of the formula is water, um, as an example. So I would say like for dry skin, um, f especially from my own experience as well as like what I've researched, is that if the first few ingredients on the list are like different types of butters and not oils and stuff like that, those would be that would be a good that would be a good product to try actually because those things are really like going to add like either moisture or like high they're like they'll be either very hydrating or moisturizing on the skin you know whether you're talking about your body or your face so yeah like you were saying before like about alcohol in skincare products like 
I know alcohol and skincare has been very controversial because there are some people who are saying like, no, no, alcohol is terrible. You don't want it, blah, 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 blah. And then other people are like, eh, I mean, alcohol has its purpose. You know, there's a reason why it's in there. Right. And I think it's just because my skin is already just so dry. Yeah. That it just makes it even worse. So, like, yeah, if you have more of, like, that oily skin, maybe a little alcohol content wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. But yeah. for me, who I'm freaking drier than a desert, uh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. No, I totally know what you mean. Because I remember one of the first skincare routines I tried when I was a, when I was a teenager, actually, was Clinique with their three-step thing. That's where they included the cleanser, the toner, and a moisturizer at the end. And I'm like, I can't use this toner because it has a lot of alcohol in it. And my face was burning because of the fact, well, number one, I had pimples, you know, teenage acne. So I was like, oh my God, this is like killing me. So it's like my face is burning because of the pimples being, you know, being affected by the toner and also even like the drier parts of my face were was burning because like it it's dry it's dry and now you're i'm putting this like drying stuff on my face i swore off of like anything toner related for like the next 15 years because of that and i was like no and then i and then i found that oh there's now alcohol free toners so i was like okay alcohol free toners so yeah yeah, that that's another thing to check on those labels before you buy a product is like, do they have alcohol in it? And the trick, though, is that it's certain types of alcohol that will cause the burning and irritation and the drying. Because from a chemical perspective, there are a class of molecules and things that are called alcohols. But they are not the alcohol that you think of when you think of the term alcohol which is like you know things like rubbing alcohol drinking alcohol you know that that type of stuff you you just have to be aware of type of alcohol is is this thing that you're looking at um so yeah read those labels folks actually there's a really good resource that i use sometimes when i want to look up about ingredients um it's on the paula's choice website paula's choice is a brand that does a lot of skincare products but they also have this really cool thing on their website where you can literally look up um, thousands of very common ingredients that get used in skincare products, and you can look it up and see what does it do or not do for my skin if I apply stuff on my face or wherever that has this in it. I guess, and, and then we'll finish this off with, like, very quickly, um, sunscreen. Sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. It is the best way to help prevent skin cancer which is something that we all want to prevent. We don't we don't want skin cancer. We don't. I mean, if you don't catch it early enough yeah, kind of situation. My grandmother had skin cancer. Yeah. And, you know, she used to have to get things removed and you know, skin grafts and it's yeah. not very pleasant. Yeah. So, yeah, wear your sunscreen. Yeah. Especially um, if you're very fair skinned. Yeah. But everybody, even if you're not, but especially fair skin, because we tend to burn right. easy, easier. Right. And the burning 
uh, increases your probability of getting skin cancer. And as um, someone who's actually had like sun poisoning, it hurts. Yes, yes, it does. I've had it. So, yeah, me yeah. too. Well, it's not fun. Yeah. So. And the sad thing of it is, is that I actually had sunscreen on and I still got sun poisoning. Yeah, I, I, I personally keep my sun exposure to the absolute minimum. Um, it's a mix of my own paranoia about about skin cancer, and it's also um, because I grew up with like Asian beauty standards, so <laughs> I'm like trying to avoid the sun as much as possible. I just need it's like if I have to be outside to take my walk to get where I'm going, and I'm out in the sun for like ten minutes, I will accept that, and then. Spend the rest of the day not in it. I hide in the shade. Hide in the shadows. I hide indoors. Away from the windows. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep this like relatively brief because I'm. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard about sunscreen and how important it is. But um, basically, you got your two types. You got your mineral sunscreen, which is where they have like uh, things like zinc as the main ingredient to help uh, reflect. I, I think it's like reflecting or absorb. I think it was reflecting the light off. Yeah, I think it's like reflecting off the UV rays. Um, and then there's the chemical ones where the ingredients are basically kind of absorbing the uh, UV radiation to reduce the exposure on your skin kind of thing. It is entirely up to you guys when you go purchasing a sunscreen, whether you want the mineral one or the chemical one. I mean, they got their pros and cons. I mean, the pros of the mineral one is obviously it's going to be uh, more natural um, if you're into that sort of thing. And also, um, if you happen to be the type of person who's worried about uh, the long-term effects of the chemical uh, sunscreen where like certain ingredients that are commonly used in chemical sunscreens have been shown to get into the bloodstream and they're still trying to research as to what potential long-term effects of that is um, they're, they're, they're not conclusive as of right now but all they know is that in some cases it does get into your bloodstream they've detected it so if you're that concerned about that then feel free to get the mineral stuff because the mineral stuff they know works and, you know, you know, people have been using it for a very long time. The biggest negative on the mineral is, of course, if you're like the kind of person who loves to take pictures, um, quite a few people have said like they get the white cast and the, the weird look in pictures because of the mineral sunscreen. So... If you're that kind of person, then, you know, you don't have a choice. You're going to have to take, you, you have to use the chemical stuff. But if you don't care about that sort of thing and you don't want to deal with, like, potential long-term stuff that you doctors still don't know for sure yet, um, then, yeah, mineral is the way to go. And then conversely with the chemical, like I was saying, like, you know, you have, you, you know, the, the negatives that are in the mineral are positives, you know, like, you get the opposite that's a positive part of using the chemical where, like, you know, you don't have to deal with white cast. Um, it also does, you know, most formulations with the chemical sunscreen, they absorb pretty well. So you don't have to, you usually don't have to rub too hard 
to get get it uh, going. You can't just apply it once and then move on and not deal with it for the next 10 hours. And then I guess like just to close out on the whole sunscreen stuff since, you know, this is all basic. Um, the other thing to look for is, of course, the SPF number. Um, if you are like very fair skin, you are probably going to want to get the higher uh, SPF level. But the other thing that uh, people didn't always talk about before, but now now a lot of scun uh, sunscreen uh, brands are starting to include this on their packaging, is a broad spectrum. Does the sunscreen uh, deal with both UVA and UVB uh, radiation? So what is the difference? Well, UVA, here's an easy way to remember what UVA and what UVB stands for. The A... Uh, you can think of for uh, UVA could be short for anti-aging. UVA rays are going to be the 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 wavelength of uh, the uh, UV radiation. The UVA is the one that will more likely cause you to have wrinkles. So listen, if you're not scared of skin cancer for some bizarre reason. Then maybe you're then maybe you're worried about getting wrinkles later, <laughs> if you didn't already have them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, UVB, UVA. That's how you can remember it's it it's anti aging. Okay. UVB. The B could stand for burning because UVB rays are the ones that typically cause your sunburns. So that is why it is very important to look for sunscreens that tell you they are broad spectrum or if they don't specifically say that they tell you that they do protect you from both uva and uvb okay so before we close out as usual uh we have an email address where you can send us questions comments uh criticisms on how to improve our show um you can email us at three fates decide at gmail.com it's the title of our podcast all in one word and the three is spelled out and you can also reach us on instagram at three fates decide the three is spelled out and feel free to send us dms let us know what you think we love feedback thanks for listening everyone catch us next time and see what we're going to talk about because the three fates decide.